Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and today on the show, we have returning guest, Will Green, co-founder of Lestrange London. And uh, yeah, in the chat, we discover more about the journey, what they've been up to in the last three years, some innovation products that I think you'll like. But a little bit about Lestrange London. In a world of hyper-convenience and overconsumption, they want to strip away complexity from your everyday. Their modular clothing system compromises comfortable, easy-to-pair, versatile pieces designed to be worn in any setting. Fewer things mean fewer decisions, less impact on the planet, and more time to focus on what's important. And here to tell us more about Lestrange London is co-founder Will Green. So Lestrange, so we're we're a menswear uh, brand, um, and our uh, our proposition really is about trying to provide an essential wardrobe um, for men um, in order to kind of invest in a, a timeless uh, set of products that that last a lifetime, um, and we're really driven by this idea of of um, essentialism um and essentialism is really about um it's kind of a philosophy of of living um that that asks you to question what is of real value and what is what 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 is important in your life um and and to be therefore quite intentional about the things that you own um and by extension the products that 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 we sell uh we think fulfill that objective of providing the tools for an essentialist way of life um, and the outcome of that really is that you don't need as much stuff um, we, we we think that the fashion industry is is uh, a kind of circus of 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 newness um, and much of that newness is is really superfluous in in nature um, and we want to provide an offering to people to be able to move in the other direction um so we have this kind of embedded uh, strap line of with less do more um which really is applicable to 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 many things beyond beyond clothing but it's really in the context of the wardrobe it's you know you really can do more um with less items um and 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 that that's that's what we do that's interesting that you say that because i've I've just moved a load of stuff from my mum's place that I had stored over there back here to my home in Chiswick. And I do feel like we spend half of our life collecting stuff and the other half going down to Oxfam and getting rid of it all or wherever you might want to, you know, um, <laughs> you know, put your secondhand stuff. It's But what, I really, liked yeah. the, what I really liked about Lestrange was uh, going across the website and having a look at all the clothes is how interchangeable the garments are. So you might have perhaps five or six garments if you want to shop for you but then you can make those garments and give them all the miles you want and stretch them out and make them for different occasions and because they don't have like they're not so logo heavy and they're not so uh, fashion led or if that's Mm. the right way of saying it is that how you envisage the band the brand at the beginning was to kind of make all of the garments interchangeable with one another yeah so we so we, we call it the modular wardrobe and exactly that, you know, each product is 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 a module, and they're all interchangeable. Um, what we we like the idea. Obviously, this <laughs> doesn't actually happen in reality. But if you could get dressed in the dark, that would be a great. 
able to dress and that's it you know any any of the products um go together um and it's designed to be actually delivering quite a maximal variation in 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 the products um in the way that you're wearing them but you're just doing it with with very few I'm smiling because I actually do get changed in the dark in the morning because I'm always <laughs> the first up and I've got to walk the dog and I kind of fumble around with the, the torchlight on my phone at best because I don't want to wake my girlfriend up. And the second that I can't find anything and I might just have to put on a little lamp in the corner, it's always my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> she's, like, she's like one of the gremlins, like I've just put on, you know, flashlights or something. So, yeah, getting yeah, changed it's, in the dark, it's a skill skill it's a it's a, I, I, it's a similar story for me um um with my wife and we've got a, a newborn in in the bedroom at the moment um so it's a it's a sort of creep open the door there is a bit of light coming through from from the windows but it's you know it's just you just take the, the thing that's on the top of the pile you know there's no there's no thinking or kind of you know opportunity to just size up what you've got it just needs to it just needs to just work whatever you grab yeah 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 you can't like do a quick mini fashion reel for instagram of what you know come get dressed with me in the morning or anything like that yeah exactly um, well, exactly well perhaps so because we spoke i want to say last back in may i think 2020 what's happened in the last three years you know outside of you having a kid obviously but for the brand what's really developed with the brand would you say in that time since we last spoke uh I think the areas I've been most excited about over the last couple of years is really developing our products and some projects that we brought to life that are, are sort of extracurricular to the core wardrobe. Um, and we, we have this sort of thesis of looking at the entire life cycle um, of, of, a, of a product. And it's our kind of duty as designers to, to think about how we can Sort of engineer the, the the lifetime to become longer at every phase of of that life cycle, um, and one such place is is where um, products start to lose their their luster. Um, you know, particularly, I'm sure we've all experienced um, you know some nice rich black t-shirts or you know a navy pair of of, of cotton trousers that you know after some time they just start to lose that that vibrancy that you get um, when you take them out of the box. So it was incredibly exciting. We launched a, a product called Refresh, um, which is a tablet that when you put it in the wash, uh, it acts as a gentle exfoliant on the, on the fabrics and incredibly brings back the color to, the, to these, to these uh, fibers. Um, What's the weirdest part is the weirdest part of this uh, is we 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 couldn't find this product anywhere else on the market. Um, so it, it was actually a world first. Um, but by our by our by our research, um, never had this chemistry been been brought to the consumer in in in, in the way that, that that we we brought it. Um, so that was that was super exciting, and we've had incredible feedback from that and kind of onward um opportunities and doors that have been opened um with some people coming out of the woodwork would like to partner with us and um uh really just cementing our 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 
um, vision into this broader perspective that we 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 really must slow the fashion industry down, and and it's not just a case of looking at how to lower the impact of products, but it's actually a lot to do with how we can um, use those products and extend the lives of of, of those products. Um, so refresh launched last August, um, and we we've continued to to push in the direction of of what we call life care um and we have another project that is close to to execution called redie and it's kind of what we see as this sort of this service offering that all around um repair um rejuvenation and and life extension um redie is another such project which we hope to to be able to Kind of like you would imagine bringing back a um a pair of churches you know is it uh sorry is it is it a product is it something palpable or is it something like a service so this is a so this is so where refresh is a product redye yeah. is a service um uh-huh. but it's a service that sort of inter it intersects with that process of wanting to rejuvenate the color in clothes and i think this will be something you know i, I wouldn't say the technology is 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 nearly as innovative as as refresh, you know, redying fabrics is something which is quite available on the market. But doing it as a service in in the context of clothing, I think actually is um, in, in, particularly innovative. At least I haven't seen anyone else that's that's doing it. Um, and we envisage it the same way you would take a smart pair of shoes back to um, you know, back to uh, uh, the brand, like you'd have your churches resold. Um, or you know, as you're having the likes of Jason Marks is coming up and doing that sort of thing for for sneakers. Um, this is the service where you actually bring back the clothes, which you know are what you might have deemed to be at the end of their lifetime, and we will redye them. Um, so very near to bringing that bringing that to fruition, which is which is which is really exciting. Um, and then I think a third a third product project. Um, which we must have been quite near to launching around the time that we last spoke, but perhaps later in that year was was rework, um, and rework is a it's it's a it's a it's a repair and resell program. So we bring products back um, from factories that have met, perhaps missed um, the, the quality levels that we would expect, um, and therefore aren't deemed to be uh, okay to sell to market. Um, or we bring products back which have had faults that have come through from from customers, which you know, albeit small, does happen. Um, and we we take these products back to our factories, uh, fix them, um, repackage them, and and then sell them as as what we call reworked products. And and there's a you know there's a sort of a tiering to that so you might have a product which is you know as good as new and then there might be a product which is which is good but you know shows signs of wear mm-hmm. um and that's been that's actually been a huge hit we we we've, we've launched that um the last two black around the, the last two black black friday we've launched those we've we've launched rework uh, the last two black fridays um and again just a moment to 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 really Sort of build this different perception of of how we consume at points in the year where people are really on the fast 
on the fast pace of consumption. Um, so it, 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 it's, it, it is really galvanizing. These projects bring the team together. They're quite multi-departmental, as in they're, they're just very difficult to execute because they don't fall under one person's banner. So it yeah. makes quite a challenge bringing, bringing things like this um, to market. Um, the the redye has been a particular uh, headache for, for for many people in the team, I can say. Um, Why is that? But just because you, the, the the typical functions of say our so we have you know a head of production and we've got a head of impact um, and we've got the head of design and the, 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 they're all required in figuring out what makes sense. You know, you're bringing back a product. Um, to which from the production manager's perspective he's not typically involved in anything to do with end of life so bringing a product back from the market and then having to sort of coordinate any any type of you know mm. production activity is sort of falling outside of his remit um the impact um manager has got his own intentions of like really what needs to happen um and his vision for, and he's really led the, the, the process, but isn't necessarily as operationally involved. And then obviously you've got the designer coming in and inputting on, you know, what the caliber of now the, the resell of that product needs to be and how it looks. So, but they all just fall out of what, what you deem to be typical role um, uh -huh. functions. Um, so yeah, it can be, quite, can be quite challenging. So Will, can I ask, I guess, personal question, with all of these uh, like projects going on, and with maybe clothes coming back and doing redying and and like reworking, is does this kind of affect bottom lines as in terms of margin? Because I guess like most businesses want to just sell the clothes. Uh, I kind of I know this kind of goes against the grain of your philosophy with the brand, but most businesses <laughs> want to just kind of get the clothes out the door and, and never want to see them again. And hmm. with the uh, the the rework, um, for example how that sounds like the kind of uh, the broken biscuits aisle like you want to get the good good stuff but then you also don't mind having something that's just slightly torn around the edges right so but is there enough is there enough margin in all of these projects to kind of keep you incentivized and keep this ticking over well they're they're all they're all uh they're all products which are sold or services that are sold um and rework is no exception um we're bringing product back that might otherwise have been written off um and selling it at a lower price to the to the to the core product but by the time it actually gets back to the customer there's, there's often so little to be able to tell the difference but, but between um the 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 actual outcome is is um is, is still a bit an extremely positive experience and actually i think that's that's kind of our job is to make what might have ordinarily been perceived as being a sort of secondary sort of uh, uh, secondary experience, you know, or, 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 or a lesser experience than, than the core and to say, actually, um, this is, this is, this is still absolutely fine. This is absolutely great. So there's margin to be had there. Um, and I think experience still to be gained and sort of an elevation point still from the brand, from the, from the brand's, um, kind of narrative and, and perception um i think i think probably what should be recognized is that we get really excited about these 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 products and and projects 
Mm. But not everyone cares. You know, that mm. is a reality of, of, you know, let's call it sustainability um, somewhat, is that really su- sustainability is so hard to, 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 to make it the determining factor of, of, a, of a purchase for many customers. Yeah. And I think our customers, I think they, they, they are excited and engaged with some of those projects. But, you know, actually what they're excited, engaged about is the, the, the kind of storytelling and the narrative and the fact that we're doing that is kind of cool and it's, just, you know, it's something they might share in, in conversation. But, 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 but maybe, you know, tacitly is the, is the actual impact that is being saved um, as a result of these uh, projects, the reason that they might come back to the brand or the reason that they might share those stories with their friends. I, I'm not sure that actually is, mm. but it all sort of builds into this wider, this wider um, um, kind of perspective about, about who we are. So, you know, as much as I'd, I'd like, uh, I'd like refresh to become a major part of our, our um, revenue base, it's it's not it's very i mean the product <laughs> the, the, the product source is very very um inexpensive it's 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 nine pounds for 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 um for one of these these tablets or i think we sell a three pack for for slightly less than it's it's multiple um so actually it, it, its feature is against the, the rest of the range is is small um but i think it's again it's all part about building that kind of continual touch point to, to then bring back the story of buying less, buying intentionally, thinking about um, how you're using a garment and how that actually can in, it, it enhance the way that you're living selfishly um, to like enhance the way that you're living. And that also happens to be something which is quite compatible with, with, with trying to live in, in better harmony with the planet. Well, unless, uh, Unless Dragon's Den comes in and wants to throw like 500 grand at refresh for a 20% stake. If you're saying that there's nothing else like that on the market, would, is there is this something that is completely innovative that you could perhaps take on as a side? Pro- I know it's like a another part of the brand, but as a completely different entity to Lestrange, would you consider that? It's, it's, funny, it's funny you say, so I, I, I can't speak to any details particularly but these have been the onward doors that have, have opened um i mean i can say sadly we haven't had a, a dragon's den shark come in and, and say look let's buy this part of your business and make it separate that's those aren't the doors but, but we've had a lot of interest in other people wanting to uh, essentially white label this the, the product or, or buy the product directly um there are some conversation with department stores at the moment about about taking it we aren't we don't sell the, our products through department stores, but we're considering um, refresh for that. Um, it, it could be, it could be very possibly. I think to 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 um, um, to, to, to speak uh, to speak to its viability there. I think the thing about the the, the the main thing about refresh to note is it's not like a washing tablet. It's not. It's a it's a one time it's a one time hit. So you actually you can't sort of continually refresh garments. Um, so I don't know that it would necessarily fall into, um, it would it would fall into the, oh great, we've got a fast consumable product here. I think this is, is possibly one of the reasons why it hasn't been 
brought to market before. And I think it's why, you know, why were we a small independent um, menswear, British menswear label, the people to bring this to market? And I think it's because we weren't looking at it from the perspective like, wow, this is a huge commercial opportunity. This is really around a deep kind of intentional intention to want to, you know, do what do what I've said, which is, you know, try and extend the life of clothes and 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 build these relationships with products more than just, you know, a season. Um, so so it sort of fell to us to say, well, let's bring it to market, even if it isn't the kind of fast consuming product that you might you might need for uh, Procter and Gamble to come in and say, let's bring it to market. Because this this technology has actually been around. This is the weirdest thing. It's like it's been around for for for, for decades. So our our luck was that we were we were essentially in the market looking for um, redye technology, and we were we were wanting to kind of bring this service to to life. Um, and we met this scientist um, who's been working with this this technology for for decades on the com- on the on the industrial side, on the commercial side. And he's he's been someone that's involved in project production of fabrics and this sort of enzymatic washes, as it's as as the the sort of terminology is in in um, commercial parlance. Is is these types of um, recipes are kind of available um, and they're used in all different ways to kind of provide finishes and different textural changes to to fabric. But just no one had really come in and seen it as 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 something to bring to the consumer because you know these are sort of one-time things that you can do. Anyway, the the, the long and short of it is just that it's a technology that had been around for a while. No one had seen a huge commercial opportunity with it, um, and and ended up falling to us to 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 bring it to life. Well, I mean, we talk about narratives, right? What better narrative to have than coming from an honest place just saying look we're just trying to bring these clothes these old clothes back to life and give them another few years on 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 the people's bodies and now you're going well if we can if we can also make a huge mint out of it on the back end then who's going to say no yeah um, why not why not <laughs> if i get an aston martin Indeed. out of it then you know maybe i deserve <laughs> it <laughs> well well listen it's been great talking to you thanks for walking me around some of the new collections and some of the new uh, campaigns and projects that you got on the go uh, where can people go uh, online to to see the clothes and the and the projects um you can find us so we've 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 got uh obviously an online um shop um but we've got two stores in in london um one in uh, seven dials um which is just next to covent garden um and we've got another in spitalfields um and I don't know whether I can say, but I'll say it anyway. Is that I think we we might be we might be opening our first international store in Amsterdam um, nice. in, in in the coming months. So so uh, we're we're in legals on that at the moment. It's not it's not finalised. So I might live to regret that. But anyway, <laughs> there is intention for that for that roadmap, um, which is quite exciting. Well, it's nice to give people hope. What about online? Where pe- where can people go see you? Uh, so our website is is thestrangelondon.com. Wonderful. And we'll put all the links over on the show notes. Uh, the social handles as well is Lestrange London, I think, on Instagram. Yeah, um, that's right. Is that where you hang out? Are you running that channel? Uh, we we have a we have a small team. Um, I, I'd love to take credit for the for the social feeds, but but that's something which um, which I'm I'm quite arm's length on now, to be honest. 
Do you go to a particular shop at all, is there, or do you kind of flip round between all of them? Um, but for, for for your shop, for, yeah. are you in Spurs oh, what? Or are you in uh, Seven Dials mainly? Earlham Street, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the it's it's next to our studio, which is in Soho, so it um it it ends up being quite convenient, conveniently yeah. near, yeah. Nice. Well. Thanks again, Will. Great talking to you. Great catching up, and uh, yep. all the best with the products. Hopefully, we'll um, we'll touch base in another couple of years once uh, from your yacht in Monaco. Once uh, once the refresh tablets just hit the mass markets. But until then, uh, great speaking to you, and speak to you soon. Lovely stuff. All right, thanks. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you would like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.